0: Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in.
1: Welcome, 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 friends, to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. I'm Trisha, and here with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Kylie. And today, we have a very special episode lined up for you all. We are going to be diving into the best-selling book, The Mountain Is You,
0: by Brianna West. Yay! I've been seeing your your shares and your posts or like Trisha will be reading a passage and like she'll take a picture and text it to me. Look I'm so excited I spit all over myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I can tell it's a great read. So tell me some more. Tell me Yeah,
1: more I When I am reading something and these things are just hitting like I, ha- I like to share them on Instagram um, because then you know more people will see them and then they'll ask me like oh what's this book and then I'm like able to share the book and I felt like this one um, there have been so so many great nuggets. Um, and what I really think that I love the most about this book is it gives a very raw and honest honest approach to self-sabotage and Ooh. it reads like a how-to guidebook for finding self-acceptance embracing vulnerability achieving personal growth and it really challenges the readers to like look within and overcome their inner struggles instead of like using the victim mentality because like let's be real so many people it, it makes me crazy like I'm noticing it more and more and maybe it's because I'm reading this book but I'm like Stop with the victim mentality. It's always, it's always my wife this or my husband that or my friend this or it's this person's fault or it's this person's fault. It's it's everybody's fault but your own. And I like that this book is like, you're the problem. It's you. Like, own that.
0: (laughs) So it's kind of like, it sounds like it's a book that's basically kind of like listening to an Andy Frisella episode like just no bs raw you are the problem get your poop in a group quit whining there's no whining there's no crying in entrepreneurship <laughs> yeah it is it, it, it it's
1: kind of like that um but i would say it gives a little bit of a softer approach so it's not so like Rah. you're a jerk you know um and it takes it a few steps further it'll say if you do this insert self-sabotage habit here like If you eat cookies late at night in your bed in mass quantities, here's probably the reason why you do it. And here are some things you can do to stop screwing up your life, which like... Like, let's be honest, like, most self-help books are like, hey, you do this and this is why. But it doesn't tell you, like, how to stop
0: it. Yeah, well, that sounds like something I obviously need to read because I eat copious amounts of cereal right before bed. And every day I wake up with a bellyache and I'm like, I'm not going to eat before bed tonight. And then later on, I'm like, forget it. Today was long. Let's eat our feelings. <laughs> but, I mean, that's so right. Like, that's, that's – that's... <laughs> Every like I I
1: do these coaching calls and like everybody does the same things like we all know like what we shouldn't do, what we should do, but then we don't do it. So it's like one of the core messages of The Mountain Is You is like we are often our own biggest obstacle, like the author like encourages readers To confront your fears, your doubts, your insecurities, take them head on and take responsibility for your life because we have the power to transform ourselves and our lives by changing our mindset and our perceptions. And if you're using that victim mentality, you don't have that
0: power. So you have to own your stuff so that you can reclaim your power. Yeah, and I think that it probably resonates so much with you because of the – Massive personal and professional transformation that you have even seen in, you know, in your own last, you know, 10, 15 years of business and living and just taking control. I mean, if you think about Trisha 20 years ago, where was Trisha 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and so where is she now? Right. <laughs> so heads up, you can do it if you get out of your own damn way. <laughs> yes. Yes. And mm.
1: I mean, that's the thing, like the book emphasizes the importance of self-awareness and also self-acceptance. And it like encourages readers to like embrace your flaws, your vulnerabilities, your imperfections, and see them as strengths rather than weaknesses. Like what you're to what you're saying right now, like I can remember when, say for example, Andy would come in my office and he would try to say like, what if you did it this way? Like I wasn't coachable. I didn't want to embrace my flaws or my imperfections. I felt that like that was like an attack like oh you're saying I do this the wrong way you're saying on this you're saying right. on that and instead now I'm like how could I make this better, right? right? Like I I I am more open to being my true authentic self and getting uncomfortable with my vulnerabilities and opening myself up to say like this is this is a positive. My my weaknesses and my vulnerabilities are actually strengths because I can grow through learning how to get better at those things.
0: Yeah, and I remember you once said like your perception and I don't remember where you said you got it. Your perception of yourself, your life, your job, your relationships, that could be your passport to paradise or it's going to be your prison that you live in. Yeah, no, it's that simple, Pastor Stephen Furtick.
1: <laughs> yeah, he has a whole sermon about that. That you're, it's your, it's your passport or it's your prison. Your mindset is your passport or your prison. Like you can use this as a, as hey, you know what? I'm not really great at this. This is a way for this is a door that's opening for me to grow. Or I'm not really good at this. I'm stuck. I can never ever do anything else because I'm awful. Right?
0: Yeah, so. and and I've heard you um talk about how the book delves into like you were just saying, like the concept of self-love, self-care, acceptance. So tell us more about what you read with that. Yeah. I mean, it highlights
1: the importance of prioritizing our well-being and nurturing ourselves emotionally, physically, mentally. It reminds the readers like, hey, self-care is not selfish. Self-care is Absolutely, a vital aspect of living a fulfilling and meaningful life. And this is really, really important. And I feel like, especially for women and even more so for moms, because I think we often feel selfish. Like people will think we're selfish for taking time for ourselves or saying no to things and yes to our own time and our own needs. And I was actually just on a coaching call yesterday mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, I did the audit, right? Like the three day audit. And I'm right. like, what does this three days show? You and she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Well, it like, what did you enjoy during these three days? And she's like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, well, I guess I enjoyed the 30 minutes that I went to the gym. And I'm like, Yeah, that's the only time you took for yourself in three days. (laughs) And what we don't realize is like, we sit here and we give and we give and we give and we give and we give. And And what happens is totally unconsciously, we build up this resentment in our minds because I'm always doing everything for you and I never get To do anything for myself. So I have no joy in my day. I have no joy in my life. And to what you're saying, like when I started my personal growth journey, the first thing I did was take 30 minutes for myself to exercise. That was the very first time in like my whole life I was like, I am intentionally doing something for myself. And it 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 changed everything when mm-hmm. i intentionally took that 30 minutes for myself all of a sudden it was like you know and i wasn't a workout person i i hated running and working out and i during the process i also thought that was awful but what i got from it I was that was awful yeah but what i realized was i started looking forward to it now i actually had something in my day to look forward to for myself, it was my 30 minutes. I knew no matter what happened in my day, I was going to have that 30 minutes. And if I cried while I was running or I was angry lifting weights and I lifted heavier, like that was my time and I got it all out. And then I could go out and I could could give to others again, right? And that's where it all started. It started by just saying yes to giving myself some time. And I will tell you, yesterday I went and got a massage, right? Like it was actually inconvenient to me to drive 45 minutes in the middle of my day to the place and then to like calm myself to sit there for that hour and then to drive back. And I was like thinking on the way back, like, wow, like I got that hour just to like lay there and let go. Yeah. And for that hour, I wasn't anybody's mom. I wasn't anybody's boss. I wasn't anybody's realtor. I wasn't anybody's anything. I was myself just just being. And that is so important. And even I say that a lot, too, about like going back to school, right? People are like, that's just another thing you have to do. Like, why are you going to school? Like, who has the time for that? Because when I go to school, when I walk on campus at U of M, I am Trisha. That's it. I'm nobody's mom. I'm nobody's boss. <laughs> I'm nobody's, I am just Trisha. And it's, I, it is so
0: freeing. And I come back a better me because I'm able to Be me. To be me. Yeah. There's a saying that I use all the time, um, and I 100% forget exactly where I saw it, but it was basically... You know how you're riding in the airplane, something happens, the oxygen mask comes down. They tell you to put yours on first so that you can better help others. How are you going to help your child struggle through tangling with that thing when you're losing oxygen and slowly your brain is shutting down while the plane is crashing and your adrenaline is going and all of these things? That's why they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first so that you can better help others. And when you feel like you've been poured into whether someone else is pouring into, like when I come away from our meetings, like I'm fired up, I go home, I annoy the shit out of my family because I've got so much motivation. Or even when I just get time to just be by myself and read or like even when I'm in the office by myself, like there's something to be said about taking that time and Sometimes even being in solitude and like being alone and not having any stimulation. There was a, a s- space of time I went through where I realized I was constantly being stimulated. Even in the car, I was listening to something I was or I was at home watching something. I was engaging with someone. And so I come to this spot where I don't get it every day, but I try to find some time for myself at least a little bit during the week where I have no stimulation. And I'm not sleeping. I don't have the lights off or anything. I'm just outside walking. I'm just walking the dog, or I'm just sitting in my car with no radio. It is so, so revitalizing.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing to remember, too, especially for parents, moms, or dads, here's the thing. How you live is teaching your children how they should live, right? So if you live constantly stressed out, not taking care of yourself, angry, grumpy, you walk in, your face is ah, is, oh, my day was awful, this, 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 suck, 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 suck. How do you think your kids are gonna leave? live they're gonna think it is absolutely okay and normal for you to live stressed out burnt out resenting others grumpy all the time and i will tell you when they see you when they see you start to make these changes and demand time for yourself that becomes their new normal and i remember trent was probably maybe nine or 10 years old. And he had seen me every single day. I worked out every single day without fail, zero rest days, because again, that was my only time when they were little for myself. Right. So I was very, very intentional and we were at a hockey tournament and I was like, okay, like things got switched around and I was like, all right, I'll just get my workout. And he goes, he literally looked at me and he's like, no mom, like you deserve that time. You need to have your 30 minutes of your workout. You go do that and I'll figure it out. And I, it was like such a pivotal moment in my life I was, like, I was like
0: yeah I was
1: like oh my god I like, did something right yeah, like my baby boy cares about me having my time and he sees how much happier that makes me and how much better that makes me and he takes that time for himself right? yeah
0: for sure and I would also like to point out that exercise releases endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy people don't murder their families. Yeah, they just don't. Yeah, we're keeping you out of jail, friends. One For podcast sure. at a time. Absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. Um, ooh, there we go. We're getting wild here in the studio. <laughs> um, so where do we leave off? Setback, stronger. Tell me more about this book because Yeah, so I mean just feeling that peace um it
1: helps you learn how to create healthy boundaries and saying no, prioritizing our needs and values. And then another emphasis it has um is overcoming challenges and building up your resilience. Now resilience was not a word that had been in my vocabulary, my vocabulary. Obviously, vocabulary is. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. I had never really used the word resilience until I really got into personal development. Um, and so it teaches you, it teaches the readers. Like I said, it reads as a guidebook on how to embrace your difficult experiences um, and know that like a setback is a setup. up growth, So when you overcome these obstacles and you become resilient, um, it emphasizes that like these like number one, it's inevitable. Things are going to go wrong. No matter yeah. how great your life is, things are going to go wrong. Like I have a great life. That didn't stop. Dave from having a stroke, right? Like cancer doesn't say, oh, I don't get rich people. Like no matter where you're at in life or how good you have it or how bad you have it, no matter what obstacles are going to happen, they are in inevitable parts of life. But what we can control is our mindset and our attitude. And that is going to to shape the outcome of how you grow. We are able to grow through those obstacles and we as we go through obstacles, it's almost like I've actually read books where people are like I actually am excited when something bad happens because I know that I'm going to build up this resilience and I'm going to I'm going to overcome this obstacle and I'm going to learn something amazing out of this bad this bad thing, right? Yeah. So every time it sets you up to come back even stronger.
0: I love that. And it doesn't always have to be. I think that the thing is, is when we talk about personal development, people think of obstacles as like these big tragic things, you know, like growing up broke or dealing with parents who have addiction or dealing with a kid who's got a, you know, a medical issue. Like things don't have to be that big like this morning. On my way here, I bring so you guys just so you know what life looks like on this end. Well, the night before podcasting, I fill a 16 gallon Rubbermaid tub with my costumes, my makeup, like all the things that I may or may not need because I'm a woman and I have to plan for things that may most likely won't happen. So what happened was I'm driving down the road, did a quick stop because I drive like a crazy person, and my coffee spilt over in my tub and it got all over my brand new beige blazer. It got all over my pants. It got all over my white elite t-shirt that I totally stole without paying Andy. And <laughs> Which means you didn't pay me. <laughs> but I was, like, I was like, okay, I could be cursing right now. I could be cussing things out. I could be setting myself up to come into podcasting with a bad attitude. I was really proud of myself though, because I was like, all right, well, at least it didn't get my favorite white dress silver lining. And I came in, I got laundry spray. Like the things don't have to be that big. And Trisha's 100% right. When you take a minute to get some perspective on exactly what is going on, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And that's all I have to say about that. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> and well, and when you were talking about that, it reminded me of the kid that
1: came in and interviewed y'all. This kid is seventeen years old, and he is—he has already wrote a book about um, overcoming l- life with um, family members that are addicts. Yep. He ha- He's like, I've never went to a party. I'm working on. I already have a job. I'm working on getting my real estate license. Working on a for second, second book. Job. I'm working on my second. book book. Um, I'm working on getting an apartment for myself. So he took what could be some people's tragic sob story of why they're gangster, in jail, shot five people, robbed a store. Instead of taking
0: that road. just an all around jerk face.
1: Yeah. Like you could he could have easily taken the road of this is my sob story, and I ended up a total mess because of this. And instead, he's going, I am going to end up being something so amazing because of this. Like, I took my mess and I am creating an amazing message out of it to inspire others. Like, I was so excited to meet this 17 year old kid, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I want you to come work here. I want to be a part of your story because I I know your story is going to be freaking amazing. Yeah. He's like, I've never tux- touched a, a drink, a, a drug. I've never went to a party. I am not going to. Like, I am 100% focused on living an amazing life and helping other people to live amazing lives and showing people that it can be done. When you have bad things that you have no control over, you can control how you react to that situation. And
0: that is every thing and I love it. And two, I mean like you don't like it's like ripples in the pond too, like you were saying with the kids, like you don't know who's watching you, who's going to be affected. Like what if I came in here and I was just hot as hell, just mad, angry, upset about the coffee on my clothing and then um you know, that got you in a garbage mood and then you catch a domestic on Dave because he can't figure <laughs> out the technology or whatever it is. You know, like People, when you, we all live together. We all share the same space and the same energy. And when you are putting out negative energy, it's going to return to you in the form of negative energy. Yeah, absolutely. And you see that
1: a lot in households speaking of. I have noticed that anytime that there is a wife that talks crap about her husband, her husband's talking crap about her. Yeah. And it's you get back what you're putting out in the world. I am always putting out positivity and people are like, "Dude, I love being around you." Like, you're just like energy, your vibe, like you're going, 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 going and like that's not always easy for me, but I make sure like even when things are bad and somebody's like, "Oh, how's your day going?" And I want so bad to be like, dude, it's just a
0: disaster. But instead, I'm like, it's fantastic. (laughs) It's fantastic. She gets this, for those listening who can't see, just so you know, she gets this look on her face that is akin to the Joker from Batman, where she's like. Everything is great. Yeah. Why so serious?
1: Because I can talk myself and work myself into a good mood, or, or I can tag myself and work myself into a bad mood. And a bad mood ain't doing nothing for me. No,
0: no, no. All, All right.
1: right. Last thing I'm going to share because I do want y'all to go out and read the book, and there's so much in there. I highly suggest this book literally for everybody on the planet. Everybody on the planet. The mountain is you. Please go get it. Please go buy it. And the last thing I'm going to share is um, if you want to change your life in all the right ways, it talks about how um, we often are unknowingly engaging in things like fear of failure Fear of success, low self-esteem, and it encouraged readers to identify and recognize your patterns. What are your patterns? What are your beliefs? And it provides practical strategies on how to overcome them. It emphasizes the importance of cultivating self-compassion and practicing positive self-talk, which we were just talking about, right. to counteract the negative thought patterns that lead to self Sabotage. So what you are saying to yourself is absolutely gonna happen. What you believe is absolutely true. So who told you that? Who told you that rich people are jerks? Who told you that you're too stupid to become a doctor? Who told you that? Because you need to tell yourself what you want your life to look like. I need to tell myself I am worthy, I am successful, I am amazing every
0: day, even when I don't believe that for myself. Yeah, that's good advice because I feel like we live in such a negative society where everyone is just some kind of victim and you don't have to live in that space. You don't have to live there. People don't live there. I mean, I've got stuff in my past. You got stuff in your past where if we told our full unfiltered stories, people would. Nobody would blame us. Nobody would blame us for playing that victim card. Not even in the slightest. But it's not doing anybody any favors. It's not paying my bills. It's not enhancing my relationships. And so... We just slip that card back into the deck, and that's that. Yeah, we have to believe that the universe wants us mm. to win
1: because the universe does want us to win. And remember, the best part is she's going to provide you with tools and techniques to reframe your limiting beliefs and cultivate growth mindset. So if this sounds hard, if this sounds like, uh, that's not my jam, it's not going to work for me, remember, like you have to take responsibility for your life. You have to stop blaming external factors for your circumstances and you have the power to make the conscious choices, to align with your values, with your goals, and to take ownership of your actions because that is the key to to overcoming self-sabotage. And I will tell y'all, 90% of your problems are you. It's it's a you problem. It's not a your spouse problem. It's not a your kid problem. It's a you problem.
0: Yeah, so many, so many good, powerful things coming out of this book. I'm going to grab it on Audible. Thank you so much. Is that our time? That's I think our time. it's our time. We're so glad that you stopped by. We know that you have a plethora of listening pleasures to choose from. And we're delighted that you're pleased with us. So don't forget to come back. Every Thursday, we drop a fresh new episode of Elite Life Podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Audible. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Google and Apple Podcasts. We're literally everywhere. So let us know if you got the book. Let us know if you liked it. Let us know if you thought it was garbage. And come back next week. Listen, like, subscribe, and share. Bye. We thank you so much for joining us today on The Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit grace and real estate you can also connect with us on instagram facebook we hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy